Hello, and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, an Azarketi Bard. I'm Joel, and I play Dax, a Cobalt Rogue. I'm Ryan, I play Ryu. Tiefling Magus, or should I say played past tense? Thank you, Zach. <laughs> yep, not this session. Taryn and I play Waltz, a human champion. Excellent. Well, last time on Mortals and Portals, the party reluctantly battled Forgoths at the Frost Drake of Pegos, who emerged from a portal. They were already weakened at the start of this battle, so they had to make some tough decisions. Some seeked out cover, some tried to take them head on. Ryu. And uh, yeah, the battle didn't go very well because Forgas managed to capture Ryu and fly back into the portal, which apparently leads to his lair, and the portal closed. So Walt especially took some damage. Um, the rest of the party was as weak as they were when the fight started, and they regrouped. They argued, they second-guessed their choices, they tried to figure out what they could do, and eventually started talking to Clag, who said that Forgas took Ryu back to his lair, and then Geldir signaled to Dax in secret speech that they are being listened to, and then later informed them that there is a mole amongst the group. So the party decided to venture out and go recover Ryu, but speaking in code out loud, and then Dax made the tough decision to kill Clag, determining that he was the mole within the group, and listening on behalf of Sindor and would only further hinder their efforts. And uh, yeah, that didn't necessarily sit too well with everyone in the party. And uh, that is where we ended our session. So that is where we'll start our session. Only, let's check in with Ryu. Uh? Ryu, suddenly you sense an aura directly over top of you. You feel someone slapping you on the cheek saying, Oh, wake up, wake up, come on. What's going on? Oh, he, he's waking up. Good. Oh, God. Step back. Start around Step the room. Can I get a sense of these auras around me? Yeah, so you start to sit upright, and you sense about ten auras around you in front of you in a bit of a semicircle, and then you also sense the familiar aura of Forgost directly behind you, and you feel his breath striking you in the back as it's peering directly down on you. Get back. And I go to draw my sword. It's not there. What? I'm afraid you don't have it on you, mate. Who are you? I'm Bolgru. And you must be Ryu. Where am I? You're in Forgast's lair. Why am I alive? Well, because the boss thinks you're interesting. None of my business. You mean Sindor? Right. What does he want from me? I didn't take the time to ask. All I know is I gotta get you off Nisserine. And we can do that the easy way, or the hard way. And seeing as you're the Erakai, I'm guessing you're gonna opt for the hard way. You've heard of the Erakai? Heard of him. I fought him. Uh, can I sense what Bulgru is? I'm guessing I have no idea since I had no idea the last time a goblin no, came across me. You can't sense what he is. You fought the Arakai? Not by choice. Well, I regret to inform you and Sindor. I am no longer an Arakai. Hmm. We'll see about that. He's not usually wrong. 
Reveal to me what you are, goblin. Hmm, close but wrong. I'm a hobgoblin, mate. Is that the same to me? No, they're uh, taller. Similar features, but um, they're typically considered to be a little more, like, intelligent and more, like, reserved. They're critical thinkers more amongst the army rather than, like, pawns that goblins are. Got it. (laughs) Goblin. Hobgoblin. I've got one word for you. Trash. See, you are Herakai. Listen, like I said, I got orders. And I don't know if you can count, seeing as you're blind, but you're outnumbered. So why don't you just come along? I'll surely be getting off Nisserine, but like hell, we'll be with you. You once again feel the powerful breath of Forgost push on your back. Um, how's my health looking right now? Do Am I very much exhausted, dead tired, super beat up? You were healed for eight hit points. Okay. Um, I feel Forgost's breath across my spine, sending a shiver. I'm reminded of my hate for the snow. <laughs> All you want me to do is follow you. Well, we're going to have to restrain you. I'm sure you understand. Touch me and you'll regret it. (sighs) He uh, gestures to his goons and you hear them pull out some swords and start slowly creeping towards you. And with that, we'll cut over to the rest of the group. Dax, Jules, Waltz, and Geldir, who have crested the canyon and are back in the open fields of Pagos, maybe walked in silence for a while, pondering over the events that just happened and perhaps now have a moment to speak freely. Do I have my jacket back? Did I ever get that back from someone? <laughs> you gave it to Ryu, man. <laughs> no. Ryu, did you throw it on the ground and I pick it I, up? Yeah, I think I did throw it oh, on the ground yeah. and you picked it up. You did. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I remember that right. Right before he got went through the portal, he's like, wait, but my jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't freeze once. Remember me. And I threw it out. I'll remain in the um, back of the group. I think I'll walk really slow, maybe feeling the um, snow kind of fall around me, tighten my jacket up, and I'll look to the sky. And for the first time, I want to do a religion check. Look to anything out there that may give me an answer. So I've kind of got these healing powers that I know I didn't have before. Don't know why. And I'm, I'm almost out of desperation just looking for an answer Roll or in. any sign on what to do. Non-nat 20. Yeah, you look up to the night sky, peering through the snow that's trickling down, looking at the very clear sky filled with stars you can see almost nebulas in the distance it's just this very beautiful colorful canvas in the sky and you're thinking about how your perspective of Keldora has changed just the vastness this is only the second planet you've been to and already all the conflict that's going on and you're just thinking about Digsby and now thinking about Ryu and you're concerned and you're trying to like latch on to that feeling you had when you cast healing trying to feel that in your chest and you look up to the sky and you just think for a moment and you don't really understand how but you feel like something has reached out back to you and has filled you with some sort of confidence almost like you're on the right path have faith you can do this with that i'll take a big breath in through my nose exhale drop my shoulders and look forward towards the group and pick up my pace a little bit can I also count that as my refocusing for about 10 minutes, um, doing actions like that, which would regain my focus for another spell? Absolutely, yeah. It's like light activity, 10 minutes, yeah. That'll be what I do. It's 
That's it. I'll uh, walk up to Geldir and um, just ask him, uh, where are we headed? Do you have Do you have a place in mind? Yeah, we're going to Forgas Lair. We're going to get Ryu. So you already knew where Forgas Lair was? Then why were we following Clag? You see his eyes kind of dart back and forth, and he goes, Listen, mate, I know things are simple for you guys. Sindor's your enemy. You got no choice. But I gotta look out for myself. Sindor's been watching us. This is his island. Surely you understand. You're some sort of rogue. Sometimes you gotta keep up appearances. No, I get that for sure. From the start, I knew you had some ulterior motive. Just been trying to figure out what exactly that is. It's ever-changing. But right now, we gotta get Ryu. We gotta stop Sindor from getting what he wants. Do you know what it is he wants with Ryu? No. I've never even heard of the Erekai until recently. All I know is if Sindor wants him, it's not good. Jules will start coughing a little bit. If anyone looks at him, uh, they'd notice that his breathing's getting a little bit labored. Galdir looks over his shoulder. Got a fish out of water here. I'll just give him a look. Like, I'm not in the mood. (laughs) Hey, Jules, do you think think melting some of the snow would help? I don't think we're going to have much luck finding any running water around here. Do we have the time to melt snow? Does Ryu have the time? I mean, I hate to say it, but we do. I mean, man, I don't know. We have to sleep at some point. I mean, we're only getting weaker and weaker the further we go. I mean, I know it was a ruse at the beginning, but man, I don't know. I suppose you're right. Well, whenever we need to stop. Jules, we can't go losing another one of the parties, so as much as uh, I know we're going to save Ryu, we got to make sure you make it there too. Geldir turns around and kind of throws his arms up and says, Look, if they wanted to kill Ryu, they would have done it already. It's not like we're going to save them by charging in there half dead. I suppose you make a good point. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just say I made a good point? Don't get used to it. Hmm. I think I will. And uh, he points up ahead. There's a little ravine of sorts that you could shelter up against from the wind. It's not necessarily a cave or anything, but that'll have to do for now. I'm trying to think of how how to melt snow the fastest. <laughs> Probably fire. I suppose, do we have in our packs, do we have like a... Yeah, you started a fire at the last camp. Well, but do we have like a pots and pans or anything? Probably in your like adventurer's pack. We have a water skin. I also have a water skin. Jules, buddy, how much uh, water do you need here? The rules say I just need to be submerged. <laughs> I just need to bathe in it, submerge myself. So Galdir leads you towards his ideal camping spot and starts to set up a basic fire in the center of the camp. I'll take the first watch. While you all are sleeping, I'll work on making a pool for myself. And then my plan is to take torches and... Uh, dig a little bed and use the torches to just slowly melt the water until there's enough for me to lay down in it and submerge myself. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's plenty of deep snow. Who wants second and third and fourth watch? Waltz will take second watch. I'll take third. I guess uh, I'll take fourth. Thank you, Geldir. No problem. Geldir, I just appreciate that you're taking a watch this time. Right, well... Where I see it, Sindor sees me laying about with you all. I'll probably get stabbed too, so might as well help out. Alright, so you guys all get situated, turn in for the night. Jules, you 
start making your makeshift hot tub, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> anyone want? Maybe someone should I've play got, you like, a, a little drink tune. with a tiki. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little tiki uh, uh, umbrella. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on in. The water's fine. And with that, so as you guys turn in, we'll cut back over to Ryu, who has a collection of Drake Knights advancing on him. What do you do? Uh, as they get closer, I'm just going to start surging my aura, and I will say, I'll give you one last warning. They're all kind of start trembling and looking at each other, a little bit confused, and Bolgru says, don't worry, he doesn't got his sword. Take him out. And they all start advancing towards you further. Um, I'm going to blast my aura even further and cast the cantrip Gale Blast. I guess I would wait until they're five feet within me so that this would take effect on them. And right. each area and each creature in the area takes bludgeoning damage equal to my spellcasting modifier plus two with a fortitude save. Half of them failed, and half of them succeeded. So my intelligence is two, and then plus two, so four damage to anyone who failed. And then the ones that succeeded take no damage? Success, the creature takes half damage. Failure, the creature takes full damage and is pushed five feet away from me. So you surge out your gale blast, your aura whips around and pulsates out equally in all directions, and about every other drake knight is thrown back five feet and stumbles back and the other ones dig in to the terrain and brace themselves for the impact you can tell you did some damage to them all but they're all like and they shake their heads back and forth and start to charge towards you i need my sword with my last action then i'm going to attempt to disarm one of the drake knights around me all right Dang it. 12. All right, so you reach out forward as one charges you and try and grab their wrist to disarm them. And as you do that, another Drake Knight runs up and bludgeons you at the pommel of their sword right on the side of your head. And then another one runs up and knees you in the stomach. And then you get punched by another across the face and drop to the ground. And then they're all going to surround you and start grappling you and start binding you. Uh, I said this was your last warning. Calm down. You're only making it harder on yourself. And frankly, it's a little embarrassing. Uh, I'm just going to keep struggling as hard as I can against these guys. Right, so they fully bind you. They have wrappings around your ankles and your arms are behind your back. And then they're going to pick you up and... You hear Forgost let out a roar that resonates within the cavern, and then you hear Bolgru say, Yes, yes, we weren't able to get his sword. Sorry about that. And then he reaches out to one of the Drake Knights and gestures with his hand. The Drake Knight goes, Oh, really? Come on, why me? He goes, Hand it over. And he pulls out his sword and reluctantly hands it to Bolgru, and then Bolgru just tosses it at the feet of Forgost, and Forgost lets out another roar, and he goes... Oh, really? All right. Okay, come on, two more of you. And they're like, and they all pull out their swords, and he takes their swords and then just throws them at Forgast's feet as some sort of offering. And then Forgast bows his head and picks up these swords with his claws and then flies over to a pile in the corner of his lair. And then they turn back, and they start dragging you towards this wagon. And you can sort of pick up just on the sounds you're hearing in the cavern that they're taking you towards some sort of 
tunnel and then they throw you in the back of a wagon and then a bunch of Drake Knights climb in there with you and you hear like, oh, not so tough now and a couple of them kick you and then Bulgur says, easy, if you ever gets out of those, you'll regret it and then he climbs in the front of the wagon and then you hear them slap the reins and take off down the tunnel and with that, we'll cut back over to the party see you guys wake up, no encounters happened in the night Jules, you were able to bathe in your hot tub. <laughs> yes. You feel really good, really renewed. Although getting out of a hot so tub good. like in the winter is also awful. So yeah, you'd probably have to true. go straight <laughs> straight up to the fire. So it's a new day. The snow is no longer falling. So you guys would all regain your level times your constitution modifier in hit points from that long rest. Seeing that his allies are still... Appearing wounded, um, Dax will start to... He'll, he'll pull out the journal that Toriel gave him and some of the medical equipment and start treating some of the wounds on Waltz first and then and then I'll move over to Jules and help him out. Wow, that is... The, I have rolled an 8 almost every time today. That is a 14. So that would be a failure then. Pathfinder is brutal with health. So you're trying to do a quick fix on him, but nothing is really jumping out to you as something... You can do very quickly to heal sure. him. Waltz, I'm sorry, but I nothing in here is, is is really working. I don't know. Um, let me work on Jules for a second, and then and then I'll come back. We can try some of the other things. I think that I think it might just take some more time. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Uh, I'll be okay for a while. All right, and then I'll head over to Jules and uh, try another battle medicine check on his on his wounds. All right. Ooh, much better. That is a twenty-four. Ooh, that was almost a critical success. But yeah, you do succeed, so you can roll 2d8 healing. That is nine points of healing for Julie. Thank you. Uh, I don't get, like, additional HP, right? Like, if I reach my max? No. Okay, just double-checking. Thank you, Dax. Yeah, no problem. uh, You're looking better. You you feel all right? Uh, Feeling great, actually. Awesome. That soak did me some good. Glad to hear it. I just want to tell you, I don't know your motives, but I trust you. What happened with Clag? Yeah. But you don't need to explain it now. I, I just didn't trust him. I think we are in an incredibly compromised position right now. And I just don't think we have the luxury to to not take that kind of thing seriously. Alright. I'm going to go patch Waltz up now. Yes, I'll finish getting ready. Let's get Ryu. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Waltz? Huh? All right, well, well, let's see what we can do here. Let's see what Toriel has for me. And then I'll open up the book again, um, leaf through a little bit more in depth this time, really taking my time to to ingest what, what she has written. The notes so rather taken. than battle medicine, you're now attempting just a traditional treat wounds? Correct. Then this takes 10 minutes instead of mm-hmm. one action. Ooh, another 24. There you Perfect. Go. Roll your 2d8, my man. 2D. Nice. <laughs> it's a Ooh, 2D. almost max. I got a uh, 15. Ooh, I bet that feels good. Dax, that, uh, whatever you're doing right now, that feels amazing. <laughs> He's giving him a back. my shoulders. It's been a long ride. <laughs> oh, lower, Dax. Gilder's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> do you not do this in the trip? I thought it was only supposed to take 10 minutes. They've been at it for hours. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Toriel just wrote stuff about deep tissue massage. It, it seems to be working. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add those hit points. I'm I'm a lot better now. 
I wanted to see, Zach, if I had a repair kit. Did you get one in character creation with the gold you had? I still have plenty of gold. I just didn't realize it was a thing. Well, I think we've all established you all got, like, separated from a bunch of stuff, so I, like, I feel like you wouldn't really have that. Okay, gotcha. But you can definitely be on the lookout for one. So that's what I was going to do with my turn, but no, I'm all good. Well, now that we're all feeling better, uh, let's get on the road, huh? Yeah, let's go. Let's go find Ryu. Right. All right, Galdir, uh, lead the way. This way. So you guys walk for a couple hours. Um, Galdir is clearly walking with a lot of precision. He knows where he's going. And you start to come up to a small cliff edge where you could look over a ravine. Can you all roll me a perception check? You bet. It better not be like a giant pond or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it's a giant pond and a uh, repair kit and everything you need. It's like an oasis. (laughs) And And Ryu's just chilling there. (laughs) Yeah, he's there with Benton. (laughs) Come on, they got mimosas. (laughs) I got a nineteen. Nineteen. Seventeen. All right. So as you're approaching this cliff edge, you instantly hear some snarling. You hear the sounds of kicking and just snow shifting around and jog up to the cliff edge and look down. And you see the hippogriff with its wings still bound with the harness over it, a muzzle over its beak. You see two arrows sticking out of its back thigh and it's kicking through the snow with its head lowered and in front of it is four wolves in a semicircle creeping towards it. What do you do? Waltz will immediately sprint towards um, the group of wolves oh. with his shield out. Let's roll some initiative. Do you say Wait, Leroy I want to take my weapon out first before it's <laughs> yeah, an action. No, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look cool for the people on the Reddit that get mad at me when I don't do that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, What are we rolling initiative with? Uh, Just regular? We'll do athletics. Athletics initiative. Neat. 24. 14. 17. Rhea's probably like, man, this would be fun. I wish I could play. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could play Pathfinder (laughs) with my friends. I love my turn. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not your turn anymore, Ryan. (laughs) You're all tied up getting kicked and hanging out in a wagon. Kick these wolves' butts. I would have totally killed them, dude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna beat our enemies. You lost to yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys gotta like go to sleep and stuff. And this is like a couple of wolves. I'm almost at full health after freaking masseuse Dax over here. So yeah, Dax, you see Waltz start running down the hillside. What do you do? I will. They're sixty feet away, correct, or eighty feet? Eighty feet. In that case, I'm gonna run alongside Waltz using my stride of 25 feet. Then I will pull out my short bow, and then I think I'm going to let loose an arrow at just kind of the the wolves in mass. Roll an attack roll, man. That is 14. You fire the arrow. It looks like it's going to make contact with one of the wolves, and then a breeze kind of comes by and blows it slightly off and it lands right behind the wolf, and you see it kind of turn its head towards you. All right, that's my turn. actions left? Nope. All right, and that brings us to the wolf that it just landed by. It sees the arrow and then lurches back towards the hippogriff, almost like you instilled more urgency in this wolf. Flashes out twice, 
and the hippogriff raises its hoof and stomps down in front of it and then bucks it off with its head and the wolf retracts and then digs back into the snow and lowers its head that takes us to jewels i will follow my friends into battle and uh i'll spend my first action moving my full 20 feet stride and then as soon as i'm within 60 feet of one of the wolves i'll yell over here you mangy flea bag is that a demoralize or a spell cast daze okay deals mental damage uh i think it's just four damage those are intervals to save, right? Yeah, basic will save. Certainly fails, and you did four mental damage to this wolf. You see it shake its head back and forth and start kind of backing out of the formation the other wolves were making, and they start looking side to side, somewhat confused. That takes us to Waltz, who has already moved 30 feet. What do you do? I'll use two movements to get up to them, because I think I need to use a 30 and a 20 if they were 80 yards away. And I'll place myself in between the hippogriff and the wolves. And then I'll take my shield out as my last action. Nice. Or, or raise it if I can, I guess. Just raise it. I don't think you had your shield out when you were walking. So I'll okay. say you took your shield out. And that takes us to one of the wolves that you just stepped in front of. It looks a little thrown off by your presence. And then furrows its brow and snarls its teeth at you. And then it's going to lunge outward. And that hits, and it bites you for five piercing damage. So you try to get your shield up, and then it latches onto your forearm and rips away, kind of breaks some of the chainmail maybe a little bit, and then it's going to try and lunge at you again for a second attack, miss, and then a third frenzied attack, and also miss. What's up with all these things trying to bite and grab me lately? Another wolf shifts towards you and is also going to lunge outward. Miss, second attack, hit for four damage as well. And this one bites into your shin. And then the fourth wolf is going to also try and attack the hippogriff again. Hits once, bites at the hippogriff's heel. And then it's the hippogriff's turn. And it is going to retaliate with its talons. (laughs) I keep saying hooves. These have talons. And it's going to lash out. Hits the one that just bit it. So some talons tear across this wolf and do a great deal of damage. Blood splatters across the snow, and that'll take us back to Dax. All right. um, Having missed with the arrow and seeing the hippogriff getting attacked, Dax is going to close the gap, and um, I'll use two of my stride actions to get up to the hippogriff, and I'm going to... So, okay, uh, Mr. DM, you tell me if this is even possible. Because mount is an action, however, they have to be willing. So what action or what role would it be if I just jumped on it anyway? We could go with, like, a grapple. If you successfully grapple, then I'd maybe let you go for an animal handling check on it. Okay. All right, then that's what I... Because I'm trying to just run up and just get on its back. Sure, yeah. The rule of cool, man. Try massaging him first. Dax has always wanted his own dog. It's like Rugrats, how they ride around on their dog. (laughs) It's exactly like Rugrats. (laughs) Just copy-paste. Rugrats campaign. (laughs) Yeah, our campaign's really cool. It's like set in the Rugrats world. (laughs) (laughs) Nickelodeon D. I'm sorry, did you run all the way up there? Yeah. I used two actions to stride up there, and then I'm attempting this grapple. Okay, you got a 14. And I got a 14. So you run up 
and try and dive on the back of this wolf. And as you dive and reach your arm out, it lowers its front half and you misjudge it and sail slightly over it and then land in the snow and roll and stand up in front of it. And then it turns and snarls at you. And that'll take us back to that wolf, which was also just slashed at by the hippogriff. And then it's going to try and lurch out at you, Dax. Fair enough. Does an 18 hit you? Uh, matches, so I believe so. I think that's how that works in this game. Yep. As my reaction, can I use liberating step to try and uh, reduce the damage he takes? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. By how much? It'd be by two plus level, so four. Awesome. So it lurches out, bites you, rips away some of your flesh, and you look down in a panic to see how bad it was, and then you see Waltz with his hand raised, and instantly the damage is healed completely. What? Yeah, Dax just looks down at his arm, heal itself with wide eyes, pretty bewildered. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in the heat of battle, so I don't, I'm not going to have a conversation about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look down almost shocked at what I just did, not realizing maybe I had that much um, control over it yet um, and just shrugged you. And what snaps you out of that moment is the wolf lurches again and you duck under it as it jumps and then it slides in the snow and angles back towards you. That'll take us to Jules. All right, I will stride forward again. And uh, the one that I used days on um, my last turn, once I'm in range, which is 30 feet, uh, I will lift my hand like a gun and use phase bolt. That sounds really cool. And shoot a bolt of magical energy that uh, it says it stutters in and out of phase until it reaches the target. I imagine it kind of looks like vertical water splashes. Oh, yeah, that's you cool. Know, think of like Almost like skipping, skipping through the a... air, leaves little puddle traces yeah. behind. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I shall roll. That's a 16. That hits. Oh, sweet. Uh, five. Five damage. Great. So, Dax, that one that just jumped over you and then turned to angle, suddenly you see skipping through the air a bolt fly over your shoulder and hit this one square in the shoulder and leave like a burn mark on its fur and a little bit of, like, smoldering aqua flame comes off of his shoulder before fading away, and the wolf winces in pain. Is that the end of your turn, Jules? Yep. Now take us to Waltz. I will try and unbind this hippogriff. All right. Roll a perception check to see if you can understand the way this harness works. 17. All right. Yeah, so you're looking at it, and it is reminiscent of a saddle. It just has flaps like over the wings and then you see a couple belt-like straps that you maybe could just cut with your sword or run up and try and take off yourself. But the animal looks pretty intense at the same time. Right. Um, I'll immediately sprint up and I guess I would have to take out the knife I have from Dunadas that I killed that bat thing with. Um, I'll take that out and do whatever maybe adjustment or grappling I need to restrain it well enough to cut that um, strap. All right. And I think that'd be my third one. I don't think I'd actually be able to cut it. Yeah, so you could either attempt at animal handling to comet, or you could try a difficult attack roll to see if you could slash just the belt. Ooh. Do I risk it, boys? Always. Always. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Dax killed a guy, so just whatever. Yeah, man. Okay. He kills the epigraph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I need a knife. I didn't add knife to my thingy. Would that be plus? Would it be the same uh, modifier? Yeah. So I can just roll my long sword, and that's fine. Yeah. 
Okay. 12. 12. Hmm. So that's not even enough to yeah. hit the hippogriff either, so... So you run up to go and try and slash real quick, and as you do that, this hippogriff bucks in the air to try and kick back at a wolf, and you miss and just swipe at air. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess that worked out. And that'll take us to the wolves. So one is going to lurch back out at you, Waltz. Miss. Miss again. So right after you do that, you feel this wolf running up to you. It goes to bite at your shin. You lift your leg. And then another one jumps up towards your arm, and you duck under. And another wolf will run up and try and attack Dax as well, as he's facing the other one. Miss. Miss again. And that'll take us back to Dax. Heck yeah. I still have my short bow out. Swapping weapons is one act. Like, it's, I don't have to spend an action to put it away and another action to pull one out, right? I can just swap in one action. Because I think stowing is an action. Yeah, that sounds right. So you can just drop it on the ground deal with it later because dropping is a free action i will drop my bow pull out a dagger in each hand um and swing at the wolf first well just one of the wolves first all right that is a 17 to hit that hits that is five piercing damage all right so dax you drop your bow pull out your dagger spin it around and stab downward into the skull of this wolf and pull it out and then it falls over dead. Alright, and then uh, with my other hand I will, kind of in the same fell swoop, I will attack the other wolf. Right. And that is a non-natural 20. That hits. And that is 6 piercing damage. Nice. So you pull the dagger out cleanly whip around the other way, maybe slide on a knee, carving through the snow, and then stab this one in the shoulder and pull it out, and it lets out a little whimper. Is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. That takes us to Jules. Uh, so I've run up 40 feet. Are they... There's still 80, or uh, probably 40 feet yep. from me. Okay. Um, I will run up another 20 feet, and, you know, I'll, I'll do a full 40. Perfect, man. And then I'll cast shield. On yourself? Yeah. All right, so you run up and then start casting shield, and this shimmering water-like ripple appears around you, creating a shield around you. And I'll hiss. And you'll hiss. <laughs> and that'll take us to Waltz. Waltz, cut that thing free. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it. Calm, calm down here. Uh, it's bucking yeah, and snorting. Hey, hey, calm down. And I want to try and use that to uh, maybe command animal to see if I can get it to settle down a bit, or would that be a different check? You can roll an animal handling check. Or is that nature, or command an animal? Yeah, roll command an animal. It would still be nature, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell Terran single because he just said, told something to calm down and thought it would work. <laughs> uh, roll the five, baby. <laughs> right. You're like, calm down. And as you're saying that, there's wolves like nipping at its heels, and it isn't. it's just freaking out. Okay, looks like we're going to have to do it the hard way. And I'll try and grapple it really tight for my second action. All right, roll it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't grapple it too tight. Oh, yeah. Firmly grapple it. <laughs> That's how you heal. That's Ryan's second uh, SpongeBob reference. Ryan loves SpongeBob. 26. So you grab up on the harness, and you have a firm grip on it, and you're right up on it. Okay, and then last action, I want to try and undo the... Sad, or or can I just make a better cut? Yeah, you can roll it with a plus two circumstance bonus. Awesome. 15. Oh, with circumstance bonus, 17. Thank goodness. All right. 
So you have a firm grip on it. You pull the dagger out. Its eyes are darting back and forth. It looks very panicked, but you're up very close on it. You slide the dagger flat side up against its body and then twist at the last minute and pull towards you and cut the strap. And then you see huge, beautiful, magnificent wings open up all of the way, creating this massive form in front of these wolves that instantly start backpedaling and look to each other and then start scattering and dart off in all directions. And this hippogriff is slams its talons down and snorts loudly out of its nose and shakes its head back and forth. It's trying to almost paw at its muzzle that's around its beak. Awesome. There you go, Waltz. There we go. Fly free, buddy. Uh, also help us out a little bit here. Well, the, the wolves just ran away. Yeah, you're kind of like out of combat now. So we'll end combat there. The wolves have just ran away at the sight of this fully magnificent hippogriff in all of its glory. Okay, I'll uh, go to unbind its um, muzzle that it's got on. Could I play something on my ocarina? See if it'll kind of calm it down a little bit? Absolutely, yeah. You could roll a performance check. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. That's a 16. All right, so you pull out your ocarina. It's sort of frosted over. You start to play... Maybe the perfect sound doesn't come out right away as there's like snow within it. And um, oh, done. Oh, oh. and then you hammer the snow out, make a second attempt at it, and play a rather beautiful tune. And you see the hippogriff relax somewhat. Its breathing becomes less frequent and it turns towards Waltz, looks at the harness on the ground, and then back to Waltz who's approaching slowly. So yeah, I'll go up to it. And I'll um, unbind its muzzle. Hey, be careful, Waltz. It surprisingly lets you come up to it. You take the muzzle off. It falls to the ground. And then it lets out a loud shriek. And with its head raised to the sky. And then lowers it back down and looks at all of you, breathing heavily. Looks back to Jules, Dax, Geldir, who's like, (gasps) Sorry, the... The GM forgot to exist again. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Ryan. (laughs) And lowers its head passively. And then you see it wrap its head back around and start trying to reach at the arrows that are in its thigh. Oh, I'll assist assist it pulling those arrows out. I'll stand in front of it and just continue playing the song. Kind of distract it. Yeah, I'll put my hand firmly against its skin grab around the arrow as to not, you know, yank too much of, like, the, the skin or flesh with it and try and safely pull each arrow out. All right, roll, uh, like, your mercantile lore, like, butcher check. Gotcha. Which I know this is technically about, like, mercantile is about, like, dealing with, like, pricing and stuff, but I also just feel like it makes sense that you have experience with, like, animals and their anatomy. So don't get mad at us. Got a nine. You got a nine. So you go to pull the arrow out, and then it rears up again and then slams and starts backing away from you. Shh. It's all right. It's all right. I'll pull out what may be the last apple, um, I'll say, of, of the ones that I brought with us after the long trip and everything. Look at it and slowly walk forward and try and feed the last apple to the hippogriff. Want me to give it a go? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. And I will try from the perspective of the medical side of it, trying to 
I thought you were going to say the ground because you're short. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll try doing it with like the with with the knowledge I've gained so far from Toriel. Um, just trying to think of it more of like a surgical than than anything. All right, roll it with a plus two circumstance bonus as Waltz is feeding this hippogriff an apple who hasn't eaten in days, obviously with the muzzle on. So it slowly steps up to Waltz and starts sniffing the apple. So maybe while it's distracted, you can do something. Sure. And is this is medicine, or you want me to do a lore? You can do also? A medicine. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. So right as it crunches into the apple, you grab it, and you feel like you have a very slow window on when to do this. So you just go for it, and you rip them both out, and it lets out a shriek, and then turns around, kind of panicked, and then sees you're holding the arrows, and then looks back and sees that the arrows have been removed, and uh, looks somewhat calm. And sorry, sorry, sorry. It saunters up to you and rubs its beak against the side of your head. Very cautiously, because I'm, I mean, I'm pretty tiny compared to it. So um, super cautiously, I just kind of stand there and uh, take it, not moving a muscle, not wanting to spook it, startle it, anything like that. Maybe after after a few seconds, I'll... Um, reach my hand up and just start petting it on the on the side of the head like you would a horse maybe there you go big guy it uh it again rubs its beak on the side of your head and then looks to waltz and bumps him as well oh uh yeah kind of keep petting it did it already eat the apple maybe i'll continue feeding it or hold out the rest of the apple if uh there's still any left for it to continue eating devours it awesome well boys what do we name it and that is where we'll end our session with the party having a new pet, perhaps. But uh, we'll talk about that later because you guys need to shut up even though you didn't say anything. I still got to tell you to hey, shut up. Shut you know up. What, no, Zach? Don't stop talking. Don't, don't start talking. I've shut been up. shutting up. Yeah. Can Ryan, I just say one thing? Shut up. Yeah, Ryan, you're we'll talking about it later. <laughs> can I just say yeah. one thing? No, shut up. Wait, yeah, you can because I don't know if it's serious. What do you got? I forgot. okay cool well yeah whatever we'll talk about whatever you forgot about in the downtime which is for patrons who react to the most recent episode all right i just gotta thank my crew as always joel thank you for your incredible editing you're doing an amazing job seriously uh because anytime i listen to like the raw cuts or like try and help in any way with editing i'm like man this is like a ton of work joel love you man appreciate it taryn i don't want to do it taryn thank you for your incredible sound effects sound design all the enhancements you do uh seriously blows me away every single time and listening to the episodes without it and then after it's so clear like the impact it has so thank you so much for doing that thank you adam for your incredible artwork really excited to see what the session sketches for this one because uh, i, I want to see you draw a hippogriff man that'd be cool but patrons got that'd it be fun. so we'll see yeah so talented no thank pressure you so much and thank you ryan for uh just sitting here listening to us play the like one part of the episode that Rio's in it's gonna have like super sick music and then like the rest <laughs> of it will just be like nothing whatsoever. fart noises <laughs> i'm just happy to be here yeah we're happy to have you man i love seeing your face silently watching us play and have fun it's okay and thank you listener for joining us we really really appreciate it you are amazing thank you for supporting us and uh yeah we'll see you next time mortals 24. 17. Ryan. 100. Oh, wait, you don't get initiative. Uh, <laughs> idiot. Zach, Taryn's being mean. Good. Oh, Mom, Zach's being mean about <laughs> Taryn being mean. <laughs> Zachary. <laughs>
Be nice to your friends.